0: Hello and welcome to Medico Legal Expert Insight. My name is Jessica and in this podcast, we interview medical and legal professionals to help connect and understand when, what, why and how both sides interpret the information given to them. The goal is to share expert opinions from both sides of the medico-legal industry. I do want to say a huge thank you to eReports for the support and access to all these incredible experts. So let's get started and connect the dots through conversation. Today, I am joined by Australia's leading customer service expert, Jackie Scammell. Jackie is going to talk to us about virtual etiquette. She's going to help us understand what that actually is, some important things to remember when having a virtual consultation, the pros and cons, how to get the best out of a virtual consultation, and most importantly, how to build rapport virtually. So let me introduce Jackie. Jackie, Jackie's purpose is to inspire those seeking growth emotionally, relationally, and spiritually so that they stand out from the crowd, live a more harmonious life, and create a better working world by being a good human every time they serve. Jackie has a vision to change the way businesses think and behave when it comes to service. She works with leaders and organizations in nearly every industry to help transform their team's mindset, habits, and ultimately their service culture. She is, has devoted her life to mastering the skill of being present and role model this in her daily practices through rituals, routines, and habits. Jackie is a published author of Service Mindset, which made the top 50 business books in 2018, Service Habits, published in 2020, and is currently on her third book, Service Culture, which is looking to be released in 2021. What an incredible and service-driven human. Jackie Scammell, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you for that warm introduction. You're welcome. So this is a really interesting topic and it's very, very relevant right now given the current situation. So let, let's start with what is virtual etiquette? <laughs>
1: Yeah, haven't we all been on a steep growth curve with this virtual world? We have. Look, virtu- <laughs> virtual etiquette is it, its still the essence of strengthening a relationship and having um, a strong rapport and impact, but doing so virtually. And so we, we still want to leave an impression with people, even if we're meeting them on the screen. And so virtual etiquette is thinking about all of those interpersonal skills that still matter keeping it relational human maintaining that connection with people but rather than looking at it as a tv show like you know that show goggle box where we're waiting you know <laughs> yeah. we're just looking at people you know through a screen thinking about virtual etiquette more as we're looking into through a window of someone else's world mm. and i think that you know, some of the principles of etiquette remain, you know, humans want to be seen, humans want to be heard, and we all want to feel that we matter. We all want to be understood. And, you know, Dr. John Julia, a famous um, philosopher back in the 20s, he said that the greatest desire in a human is, is is the desire to feel important. And so thinking about this in the beginning of our conversation, that, you know, we've, etiquette is still about making people feel that they are the most important person in that moment.
0: Mm. So mm. so when when you are in a, a virtual meeting or consult or whatever your area of expertise is, what are some important things to remember?
1: Mm. So
0: we're still exchanging
1: energy as humans, even though there's a screen in front of us and it's being done, you know, v- virtually. And I think that the first thing to remember is I like to think of it in two different ways, depending on whether I am being invited to a meeting or a consult or whether I am actually hosting that conversation. So if I'm invited to a meeting, I act like I'm a guest.
0: You've Mm -hmm.
1: invited me in, I'm Mm -hmm. going to show up dressed appropriately. You know, even think about it like if you were to knock on someone's door, you might you might bring a gift, (laughs) you might bring a plate of food. So thinking about how we That's interesting, I've never heard that before. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) thinking about how, exactly, thinking about how we behave as a guest when we walk to someone's office or we we go to someone's meeting room. And then likewise, when we think about if we're hosting, if I'm a host of a meeting, I will act like a host. I will welcome people in like you do if you... um, if someone knocks on your door or comes to your office, you greet them with a smile and all of those things matter. So the first thing to remember is that virtual is not invisible.
0: Mm. And
1: I, I just had an incredible experience this week, Jess, where um, I had quite a large week of running workshops um, in, a, in inside a, an energy company. And um, each of these workshops, we had over 100 participants
0: Wow. turn
1: up and yeah and these are workshops these are interactive sessions where people are conversing questions conversations sharing and one of those workshops throughout the week not one person
0: turned their video on not wow. one so so you were just speaking just... <laughs> to a black screen yeah I was
1: Speaking to a gallery view of initials.
0: Wow. Effectively. So yeah. how how would you keep your energy up? Like how do you make sure that you know you're still presenting to the best that Jackie Scammell could be presenting when you're looking at yeah. black screens? Well, you know, this,
1: you obviously bring empathy to the to the conversation because you start to think, well, what? Why are people not putting their cameras on? Is it because they're then they've got bad technology or bad internet they don't want to be seen today um perhaps they're just logged on but they're not really there they're on another phone call like who knows so Mm. once you sort of um put yourself in their shoes a little bit and consider that people might not be in a situation to put their cameras on then as a facilitator or someone hosting that that conversation um I very clearly invited people to put their cameras on and um invited people to show up and to be seen and to let their colleagues see them and just remind people the benefits of being seen.
0: Yeah so Um, what's a polite way of asking someone to put their cameras on?
1: Well I started by asking everyone to um, you know I I explained that virtual is not invisible and it would be um, beneficial if you put your cameras on so we could see your facial gestures you can connect and see your colleagues today. Um, If you're not in a position to turn your camera on, then um, please, you know, use the chat box, which is something that, you know, people use readily with things like Zoom and MS Teams. But I think, I, I asked them a few times through this conversation, and I think it's important to remind people that, you know, we are trying to connect here. We are trying to have a conversation. And to be honest, Jess, when your camera's off, it's the equivalent of being out of the room. Yeah. That's how it feels. So, it really does you know, beg the question how engaged people are in that conversation and, and how invested they are in that meeting. And there's a, there's a bunch of things that we can do to get people ready and set those expectations before they even get to the meeting. Mm. Um, so, you know, thinking very clearly about what are those pre-communications that you send out or what's the communication in the, in the invitation to people joining a meeting, a virtual meeting? You know, how, rather than just saying, join this virtual meeting, are you laying out some expectations around, you know, how you'd like people to show up, cameras on? Um, Do you offer them some tips on how to get the most out of that meeting? And, you know, there's lots of things we can do to prepare people for it. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I think some key things that that are really important is, you know, first impressions still count with virtual meetings. So, being on time and punctual, having your tech ready, dressed appropriately like you would again if you were going to a meeting room, um, being mindful of what's behind you, your your surroundings in your room, because as we know, um, we're we're looking at we're looking through the window of your world and we're seeing you know the background <laughs> of your environment. So, so the summary of this, of this point is really do what you would do if you were in the room with someone. Behave the way you would if you were sitting next to them and uh, be mindful that even though this screen may feel like a barrier, we're still human at the end of the day and we're still trying to connect and relate to people.
0: Yeah, because I, I feel this is not going to be the end of the virtual world. It, I feel like it's just the beginning. Because moving forward, um, I know personally in my own career, definitely doing virtual consultations is much more efficient because you're not traveling and you're not doing all those things. So you can get a lot more done. So I feel like it's not going away now that we've adapted to it. So then saying that, what would you say the pros and cons to this Mm. new virtual world are? There's definitely some clear
1: pros and cons, having, having done many, many, many of these over last mm. year. I, I think one of the first bunch of pros is that uh, you can actually create an intimacy online virtually. And what I mean by that is because we are working from different locations, working from home, and we are sort of inviting people into an environment that we wouldn't typically see people in because normally they would come to an office or a meeting space or a cafe, you know, or whatever it might be where we meet people normally face-to-face, consult rooms. We're, we're actually welcoming people into more of our world. And so people are getting to see more of the human, more context, the the different facets of that individual. And here's the thing. Here's the... Here's a really strong pro about virtual is if you pay attention and notice where people are at, unless they've got a virtual background, of course, which is a whole other topic, Mm. um, it gives you clues. It gives you clues and insights into that human, you know, the artwork on the back of the wall, um, the light in their room, noticing you know, that prompts the question, where are you today? Yeah. You know, where are you based today? It, it actually gives you clues and hints and insights to allow you to actually really drop into a much more human conversation than bouncing from meeting to meeting and people just walking into, um, you know, a, a meeting room environment. Another con would be that people feel safe when they're in their homes. People feel... Um, you know, like they're in a they're in a safe space, and so you're likely to have more vulnerable conversations, more open conversations. The the guard is not as up as what it might be if we were coming into someone else's space. Um, the other mechanical sort of pros around virtual is that conversations tend to be a bit slower, um, and I find that because we're all sort of working a little bit harder to listen and to pay attention, mm. we are slowing down the conversation. And I really encourage this. I think this is something that um, we don't often get face-to-face because we, we can bounce and jump to conclusions based on people's body language and stuff. But there is an, there's an element of the conversation slowing down virtually because we are really listening and paying attention to the words and what's being said. The other thing that I think the pro is that there you can record these online conversations, so that's another advantage because yeah. you might not necessarily have to take a lot of notes. You can just simply sit, pay attention, be in the moment, watch as much as possible, listen to as much as possible, and trust that this is being recorded. And yeah. so there may be less multitasking going on. So there's a bunch of. There's a bunch of pros. You can even put a filter on these virtual <laughs> these virtual um, conversations so you look better. <laughs> I haven't done that yet. I didn't know that existed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got the tip during the week. I was like, okay, that's a good
0: one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but then there are a bunch of cons, right? And, and let's face it, one of the biggest cons is that technology sometimes does fail us and there's nothing worse when you're in the middle of a really interesting conversation or making a key point and it freezes. Well, the internet, you know, becomes mm. unstable and that breaks our flow. And, you know, you think about that in the real world when we're sitting down face to face, that would be like, I don't know, someone just getting up and walking out of a room for a few minutes, you know, <laughs> it would be really weird. So technology does interrupt our flow at times when, it, when it's not, and that therefore impacts our energy and it kind of feels like the conversation is a little bit disjointed at times. Mm -hmm. One of the other cons that um, is is really tricky and I think everyone who's listening today would agree, these nonverbal cues that we rely so much on, you know, facial gestures, tone of voice, um, you know, the pause, hand gestures people leaning in their body language, people leaning out, you know, these things are really hard to pick up on virtually. And as we know, you know, only 7% of our communication is via words, which means that 93% is nonverbal. And if we're not sitting there with our cameras on with good audio, really paying attention, we're going to miss a lot of cues. And Mm. it is harder virtually. I, I, I can absolutely relate to that because I'm, I'm doing these daily, you know, several daily. But we actually do need to work a little bit harder to pay attention to what that person's showing us non verbally. So there is there is a lot of cons around that. And I think that it can be quite exhausting sitting in front of the screen all day. And so those self care practices of getting up, having lots of micro breaks, I, I often put my feet in the ground, out in the grass to just sort of ground because that's. Radiation technology, you know, can mm. be quite exhausting. There's a lot of things we need to do as professionals
0: to to overcome some of these very real barriers. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So what would you say, I have a question, what would you say about eye contact? Because I know since I've mm. started doing virtual consults that sometimes you can really tell when someone's distracted.
1: Yes. Yeah. It's such a good question. So the first and foremost rule with eye contact is your camera must be at eye level, your eye level. Mm. So if you're using the built-in camera into your your computer or laptop or you have like a little Logitech camera that you've purchased, make sure it's lined up at eye level. And then the next tip is that when you speak, look into the camera.
0: Yeah. Don't you can tell yourself. when someone's not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't look at yourself. Don't don't look at everyone else on the on the gallery. Look into the camera. Which is really hard is, to do. It really is. It's really looking hard at a to, camera. <laughs> totally. And it feels like you're it feels like you're a TV presenter, you know? Like you're looking into a camera and you're not really able to keep one eye on people's reactions and their body language to what you're saying. So mm. I think one of the tips with with eye contact is wherever possible. And and the the habit that I've created is when I'm speaking, I absolutely look into the camera. Mm. When I'm listening, I will drop my eyes to the person on screen who's speaking. And it becomes quite obvious then that I'm looking at them. But then when I want to come back up and make a point or really connect with them, I'll look back through the camera. And don't be afraid to exaggerate what you're doing so often if I'm hosting a conversation where I'm involved involving chat box or I'm encouraging people to share comments I will exaggerate that and say I'm just coming over now to the chat box to see what people are saying and then you you will see me change my viewpoint and look at the chat box Mm.
0: so you're really tour guiding
1: the whole experience Absolutely. And articulating explicitly what I'm doing. Mm. Um, which is why, you know, dual screens are often a really good thing as well because you can almost turn your body to face the screen to show people I'm now looking at the chat box. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, eye, eye contact is really important because here's the tip. If your camera is not at eye, le- eye level, it's going to be one of two things. You're either going to be looking down on people or looking up at people. And again, if you think about that in real life, face to face, we would we would sit. We would if we were standing and having a standing meeting, we would stand. If we were sitting, we would sit. We would always meet that person as an equal at the table, and the the eye the eye level is a way of meeting people as an equal at the table, and not looking down on them or looking up at them. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does.
0: Yeah. So, so great. Great question. Yeah. Um, so when, when you're going into a consult, because we have a lot of um, medical experts and also lawyers that uh, listen to this podcast. So if you've never met the person before and you're mm-hmm. trying to get certain information, could be delicate information out of that person you've, and you've never met them, how do you build rapport virtually? So, doing rapport, I always, whether it's face to face
1: or virtually, there's three chunks to building rapport there's a beginning, there's a middle, and an end. So, the beginning of building rapport, I believe, virtually, even face to face, but more so virtually, starts before the meeting. So, like I said before, very clear expectations in the invitation that's sent out what it is Mm -hmm. that we're going to be doing, maybe some. questions or some pre-thinking for the person who's coming into the meeting the client in in this case and absolutely setting some expectations around you know I I say things like make sure in a quiet room use headphones if you need to if you're sharing space with other people we're gonna have our cameras on check your audio and be in the room five minutes before you know like just set some really clear expectations so that they're warmed up and ready when they come into the room Mm. and I think in, in that beginning phase, once they're in the room with you, virtually or face-to-face, but we're speaking about virtually, still do the small talk. We, we wanna instantly find some commonalities with the person, drop into some empathy, and some great questions virtually is to find out, well, where are they today? You know, where are you based today? And they might say, oh, I'm, you know, I'm in Geelong, or I'm in Bendigo. And, and, and that's, a, that's a really simple way of building rapport virtually, because we're clearly not in the room together. Yeah. So just to find a, a, a softness in the conversation, but also to build some trust and some commonality that, you know, we're humans sitting here having a conversation. And um, before we get to business, which is the middle part of the conversation, let's just connect. Yeah. And going back to that opening comment, you know, people want to be seen, heard, and feel that what they say matters. So that, that beginning chunk of putting will pause is critical. Yeah. Then we get down to business, which is the middle chunk. And that's where, of course, um, you know, your, your listeners today probably are brilliant at asking great questions. And I think that that's, that is um, one of the key to building rapport
0: yeah. is
1: asking good, open questions that allows the person to speak and be heard. And throughout that whole conversation, letting them know with some aha uh-huh and yes and acknowledgement through the conversation that you're listening and doing so by looking through the camera. Mm -hmm. And then the end part of the conversation is is always, you know, some sort of summary and paraphrasing and letting letting people know that, you know, um, we're on the same page, I've heard and interpreted things this way and, you know, talking through next steps. But throughout this entire conversation, the beginning, middle and end, using people's names, creating space, so slowing things down, and being impeccable with your words, your language. Because as I said, we're working harder virtually and 7% of our communication is, is language, which means 93% is not. So the words really matter virtually because we're, we're not picking up those nonverbal cues as much as we would. Yeah. And, and, you know, again, if, if there is an option to not take notes, because you can trust that this is being recorded and that just gives you one less thing to focus on so that you can really be present and give a hundred percent attention online, then I would encourage you to do that. I've been, I've been doing that more and more these days, not taking notes and really, really just trusting the recording. Yeah. So, I think the nature,
0: yeah. the nature of the medico legal industry, it's, it's very delicate when it comes to recording. Like I know with experts, uh-huh. you can't record um, because yeah. of, obviously just the nature that it's a, it's a, it's a medical consultation. It's, you can't do the recording. Um, Maybe if you're interviewing a a potential client um, in that might be recorded, but I know it's quite a delicate um, topic, the recording and most people don't like to be recorded in this industry.
1: Yeah, no fair point. I think, you know, the other two thing to think about is the timing of conversations. I, I've noticed that forty-five to sixty minutes top,
0: yeah, people definitely have
1: attention span. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so yeah,
0: chunking, chunking
1: the time and the workflow, um, you know, with with consultations and thinking about people's attention span is is something to be considered too.
0: Yeah, yeah. So if you were to give um, a, a couple of tips for our listeners on how to get the best out of a virtual consultation, what what would it be? You've already shared so much, but if you could share maybe three things to take away from this conversation on what they could implement in the virtual world today, what would it be? The first would be prepare
1: those that are coming into your meeting or into your consult, prepare them in advance on how to get the most out of a virtual meeting. So be explicit and explain, you know, the expectations from a tech point of view and, you know, from a timing point of view and get them warmed up and ready before they come to the meeting. That would be my first tip. Mm -hmm. The second tip is, if there's a belief that building connection and rapport is not possible online, then challenge that belief and really consider that there are ways, as, like I've shared today, to create some intimacy online, to create a safe environment, to create trust. And it is all those little things like where you look on your camera and um, slowing the conversation down and um giving giving people space to feel that you're really listening to them and you're really present with them as opposed to um just moving through a meeting like we would normally if we were in a room face to face so that second tip is you know challenge your beliefs that energy can be exchanged virtually and that intimacy and trust can be built that rapport that we've been talking about virtually. We've just got to find different ways and alternatives.
0: Yeah, nice.
1: Yeah. And the third the third tip would be um, it is when you're hosting a lot of these consults, um, and I know for me as a professional hosting a lot of workshops and mentoring sessions online, it is it is harder um, when you're facilitating these conversations. So take, take more care. There's more self-care required. Um, be mindful of um, what you're consuming, you know, uh, in terms of water and, you know, too much yeah. caffeine. Get out, get your feet out in the ground and ground in the grass a bit more. Take more breaks. Um, you know, the wisdom of your schedule in your diary really reflects the quality of the day that you have. So back-to-back Zoom meetings is not, or back-to-back online virtual meetings is not always, it's it's, it's not exhausting. Going to be back to that meeting. <laughs> yeah, face to face. That's right. So so really consider your own self-care and your own energy levels so that you can give the mic yeah. um, in those sessions.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much for joining me today, Jackie. This has been incredible. There's so many little gold nuggets in this conversation i'm sure our listeners are going to get a lot of value out of it um but yeah so thank you so much for joining me and um i will definitely be listening to this again and again and again <laughs> thanks yes thanks for having me no worries at all you have a lovely day thank you thanks jackie